salmon here in Whatcom County in the Nooksack Basin have been decimated over many, many years of changes. And now farms are also beginning to face dire circumstances. And the farming community is starting to see how the two share similar fates because we see how if farms go away, pavement follows very quickly. Welcome back to The Farming Show. Dylan Honkoop with you here on a Saturday morning on KGMI News Talk 790. We appreciate uh, you tuning in this morning. And uh, this is... We're getting into a situation here that's pretty serious, um, and, and this is something that uh, needs all of our attention, and it's something that uh, I, I think uh, on one hand has a, a very scary you know, potential bad outcome, but also presents a very positive opportunity if we can come together as a community to look at our future with fish and restoring fish, as well as protecting local farming and local food. Joining me right now is a local seed potato grower, uh, Greg Eby. Welcome to the program, Greg Eby of Eby Farms. And Greg, you've been involved in these issues for a long, long time. You have a wealth of information, not only as a farmer, but your background as an engineer as well. Explain what the, the, the state is up to right now that puts fish and farms at risk. Uh, good morning, Dylan, and thanks for having me on. Um, it, it's a really critical time right now. The, the tribes have uh, appealed to the state to adjudicate um, their water rights and the Wairoa One or the Whatcom County Basin and, and where that's really critical is uh, we go from a process of where we're working together, um, trying to determine how much water is needed for fish, for farms, uh, developing a plan and executing that plan to it's now becomes a judicial uh, type setting where it's it's lawyers or arguing in court in front of a judge and we lose all control. And and this has happened in other parts of the state and it's very unpredictable what will happen. But uh, in most all cases, uh, agricultural uh, uses of water uh, lose. And I fear that could happen here in Whatcom County. Uh, we have a, a great uh, agricultural base, uh, family farms, uh, some great soils, great climate. But a key part to preserving that is we we have to have a reliable source of water with that land. Otherwise, uh, you, you mentioned it before that that uh, rural agricultural setting converts to urbanized. Uh, settings and and we've seen this up and down the west coast already uh, the kent valley used to be a very productive agricultural area now it's uh, covered in pavement and warehouse buildings and 
you know, we're between two major cities, uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, and Seattle, and uh, it's it's probably inevitable that, you know, that urbanization occurs, but um, agriculture can preserve that land for hopefully a, a few more generations, and I sincerely believe agriculture is uh, the best partnership for salmon recovery. If, if we're to have uh, salmon recover, uh, having agriculture as the primary land use is going to be key to having that happen. And this is The Farming Show here on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop with Whatcom Family Farmers. Uh, Whatcom Family Farmers is joining in speaking out on this issue. Several other uh, groups Entities locally, including the city of Bellingham. The city of Bellingham is sounding the alarm about this process, saying it is a, not a, a good thing um, that the state is planning to do. Uh, Whatcom County PUD is also saying that we at Whatcom Family Farmers and the entire family, you know, the farming community here locally is is very, very concerned about this, not as just kind of a bad thing, but as something that could spell the end of farming as we know it here in our community. We're talking with Greg Eby of Eby Farms. Is it that serious, Greg? Could this end local food production and farming? Absolutely. Uh, with uh, more intense agriculture, you, you have to have water and you have to have a reliable legal access to water. And this certainly jeopardizes it, not just illegal users, but all users. Even if you have a water right permit, it could become junior to um, these other, uh, well, in in the court setting, um, the tribal right would likely be senior, everyone else would be junior, and there could be curtailment where we wouldn't be allowed to irrigate. And, and it's actually even more complex than that. It, it involves groundwater um, that's potentially hydraulically connected to surface water. So if you're a surface water user or a groundwater user, you, you could be cut off. Now, if we're talking about something that could potentially spell the end of farming as we know it in Whatcom County uh, and here in northwest Washington, uh, we have to think about, you know, wh what are some of the other f people saying? And I know one of the arguments is, well, you know, this process that the state is embarking on is is what's needed to bring certainty and is what's needed to protect fish. Is that the case? Well, what's your response to that argument uh, for those voices out there, um, you know, between the different groups, uh, you know, the state in particular saying that they want to do this? Uh, what's your response to their arguments for it? I, I think they're putting a lot of confidence in a uh, judge that's probably never been in this area or understands the complexity of our geology. Um, and he'll be presented a lot of different information, both sides of it, and you know, probably some good information, some not so good information. And they'll essentially, in, in my opinion, they'll make some arbitrary decisions what's best. And uh, that's gonna that's gonna put a lot of people at risk. It, it could put fish at risk, even if, now, now, if how, they don't explain, allocate enough. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that. Explain that connection, because it sounds like farming is worried about losing water. How, in your words, how does that put fish then at risk? Uh, 
I might first start out with in a negotiated process, uh, we could use good science, determine what fish need uh, for habitat, rearing, spawning, and set those goals and put plans in place to, to make sure that happens. Uh, in a court setting, um, they'll likely choose some baseline uh maybe a not-so-scientific model for fish. It could be a mathematical model, uh, but allocate some percentage to that, and it may not be adequate. Um, as flows vary uh, seasonally, mm -hmm. uh, every year is different. With, with climate change, who knows what uh, flows will be, but just allocating some arbitrary figure that uh, might not be in the best interest of salmon recovery either. Well, and the risk that farms would go away leaving salmon uh, without a key ally and, you know, basically <laughs> massive rain gardens, which is what farming provides in this community, huge swaths of land that aren't paved over that can protect streams, right? Right. It, absolutely. And, and uh, you, you touch on a great point. Right now, farms are uh, working on restoring habitat. We're uh, setting aside buffers, planting those buffers. Uh, there's even been some pilot studies where we can pump groundwater into the creeks and restore their flows. Uh, so there's an adequate supply for fish. But as you can imagine, once we go into a legal proceeding and everyone's lawyering up, uh, I can't see those efforts mm. continuing. Maybe not because we don't want to, but uh, there's only resources to do so much. And this will definitely put the emphasis on the legal aspects. So why would the state want to move away from the possibility of immediate recovery work right now in and force everybody to lawyer up? I mean, what what's the state's motive for, for going down this road? Uh, we, we're asking that some question, same question. Uh, we've, we've had a good relationship with the local office of the Department of Ecology. They've worked with us uh, even land, uh, led some of the planning efforts. Um, this is more at the state level. And uh, yeah, that, that's a good question. We're, we're asking that, that same one. I, I believe these decisions should be made locally uh, where there's the stakeholders have to live with these decisions uh, rather than off somewhere that uh, they really don't have a good standing understanding of uh, the complexities local seed potato grower greg eby is with us on the farming show right now i'm dylan honkoop with whatcom family farmers talking about this threat looming over not only farming but also fish uh here in whatcom county in the nooksack basin and this is something I, i'm sure they're watching very closely down in skagit county as well um, to see how this all moves forward. My understanding too, uh, Greg, is that, it, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but the threat isn't, you know, that farming would be harmed at the end of the day after this very long process wraps up decades down the road. 
The threat is much more immediate than that because if and when it starts, people lawyer up, every, you know, collaboration stops, the community becomes divided and adversarial, and farms without certainty of water stop investing in their operations because they just can't say, well, why, you know, why would we continue to, to build up our, our work on our operation or pass it on to the next generation? Why would we stay in business if we can't guarantee we're going to be able to, to keep farming and, and have at least the, the basic water, the bare minimum water that we need to do that? Definitely. Yeah. I, I've often said agriculture in Whatcom County is very fragile. You know, we're, we're facing global markets, uh, very thin profit margins. Um, we're losing a lot of farms. Uh, the dairy industry's struggling. We're losing a lot of dairy farms. Uh, um, urbanization's creeping out and we're, we're losing land. Uh, this could very much accelerate the pace in which we're losing agriculture and, and the effects will be immediate. You, I know you on your farm have taken this water issue very seriously too. You've done an awful lot of stuff to try to improve your water efficiency and, and protect streams already. Um, I, I know some of the things that you've done are an exa uh, example of what you're talking about, the kind of collaboration that would be squelched and would be stopped by the process that the state wants to move forward with, right? Yes, yeah, we're we're always striving to do better. Uh, we we view water as a precious, finite resource, and and we're trying to be very efficient in its use. Uh, we've moved a lot of acreage to drip irrigation. Uh, we've we've tried to transfer off a surface water uh, that has a direct impact to the amount of flow in a stream to groundwater. Use some technology to better utilize groundwater uh, as our primary source and yeah, just always trying to to get better but it's uh, it's a tough process it's uh, it's expensive and takes time um, permitting uh, there's a lot that goes into that and when there's a when lot of antiquated state laws that that cause problems for doing the right thing for water and fish right yeah, they're they're very much counterproductive. Uh, one of them is relinquishment. That's a use it or lose it. So, if you are efficient and you conserve water, you actually lose some of your water right, your your permitted water rights. Uh, presently, we can't uh, pump groundwater into the stream. the The Foster decision prevents us from doing that. So, yeah, the, and. A lot of the, the water law came into play in 1917, and agriculture's changed tremendously since then. We have uh, different crops, different irrigation methods, crop rotations. Uh, so much has changed, but water law hasn't necessarily yeah. kept up with yeah. those changes and evolution. And just a quick plug, by the way, we mentioned some of the things that uh, our guest, Greg Eby, local seed potato grower, uh, is doing on his farm. You can see that stuff actually in a video that we produced recently here at Whatcom Family Farmers. It's on our website called farmersforreal.org. Um, very simply, farmersforreal.org. Check it out. It's a recent story, at least a, a few stories ago uh, on the list of uh, articles shared on that website. 
Greg, what what do people need to be telling the state right now? Uh, how do they need to be reaching out to tell them to stop this this plan that they have that they seem to be dead set in in pushing forward that's going to hurt local farming and fish so badly? We we need to make that appeal to to um, the Department of Ecology and also our legislature that. Uh, this needs to be a local process. It needs to be science-based, and uh, I think that's best done here in Whatcom County, not in a courtroom in Seattle or wherever. And the website that folks can check out for more on this story, and there are links for really in-depth uh, kind of summaries of research that we've done here at Whatcom Family Farmers on this issue, a full white paper that you can download plus links and, and ways you can send messages directly to uh, Governor Inslee's office, as well as the director of the Department of Ecology. That website, brand new website, is called fishneedfarms.org. Remember that website and uh, share it on your social media, if at all possible. Send it by email. This is a very important moment right now for farming, uh, for fish, and for our entire community, are we going to unite and work together or are we going to allow ourselves to be divided and brought into court and have people lawyer up and, and you know, become adversarial? I think we've seen in so many other examples why that is a bad way to go about things. I think people just know that intrinsically. And so we're calling as an organization, Whatcom Family Farmers, and I know, Greg, your involvement with the Ag Water Board and the Water Improvement Districts. Um, are, are calling for unity and the the community to collaborate and to not go down this um, nasty, scary process that the state wants to embark on and do the right thing for our community instead. Fishneedfarms.org is that website that people can go to. Again, we've been talking with Greg Eby, a local seed potato grower. There are a lot of other farmers involved in this uh, and a lot of other farm farmers Farmers uh, voicing a lot of concerns to me, and I'm sure to you as well, Greg, and others, uh, about how bad this can be. We really appreciate uh, your time and and helping us sound the alarm and and helping us too with the research and 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 you know guiding you know how we develop this movement now to bring the community together rather than to split the community apart. Thanks so much, Greg. Thank you, Dylan.